0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com It was the day after Pesach in 1903 in the city of Raden where a fire broke out and raged through the city. Many of the houses were destroyed, some of them down to the foundations. The Chobetz Chaim's yeshiva was also badly damaged. The people went and they rebuilt. They had no choice. They rebuilt their homes and the Chobetz Chaim rebuilt the yeshiva. Just a few years later, in 1907, Another fire ripped through the city. And once again, many homes were burnt, some of them down to the foundation. And once again, the Chavetz Chaim's yeshiva was damaged. The Chavetz Chaim understood that this is going to keep on happening after all. The houses and the yeshiva are all made out of wood. And the Chavetz Chaim decided when he's going to rebuild the yeshiva, he's going to rebuild it out of brick. And he went around, he made a campaign to raise money to build the yeshiva. And right away he managed to raise 15,000 rubles, which was enough to start building the yeshiva. And as time went on, he was able to collect all the money. And by 1913, they moved into the yeshiva. On his collectings, one of his trips, going around his fundraising trips, he came to a wealthy man. And he explained to the person about the yeshiva, the enrollment is growing, and how he wants to rebuild the yeshiva, but he wants to build it out of brick. The fellow was very moved by the presentation and he gave the Chavetz Chaim some money. Chavetz Chaim looked. It was really a token donation. This fellow was a very, very wealthy man. He owned a large manufacturing factory and he was surprised he got such a small amount. So again the Chavetz Chaim tried to explain to him the importance of the yeshiva and what an opportunity this person has to support the yeshiva. And the fellow looks at and says, Rabbi, I really, really agree with what you're saying. But you know what it's like, you need money to make money. If I give you a large sum now, I'm not going to have money to make more money. I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll put you in my will. I'll put the yeshiva in my will. And this way, when I don't need to make any more money, then the yeshiva will get a lot of money. The Chavot Chaim said it's very nice, but it's really not the way. You should go and use opportunity now, don't lose opportunity now. And the Chavot Chaim tried to continue to encourage him to try to give a donation now, the fellow wouldn't budge, Rabbi, you need money to make money. I'm sorry. And he left him with his small donation. Chavetz Chaim returned, and he managed to build the yeshiva. Unfortunately, a year later, 1914, World War I broke out. And as the Germans got closer, Chavetz Chaim, along with many other people in Raden, started to move into Russia in 1915, Deeper into Russia to escape the advancing German army. While they were running into Russia, they didn't, very often didn't have a place to sleep. And they would sleep in the local shul. And once they were in a large shul getting ready to go to sleep. And the Chaim noticed this wealthy man walk inside the shul. And he understood this wealthy man lost all his money like everybody else. They ran away. Everything was taken by the Germans. And the Chavetz Chaim quickly turned away. So this person shouldn't see him and be embarrassed. And therefore the Chavetz Chaim turned away. This fellow, however, saw the Chavetz Chaim and he made a beeline straight to the Chavetz Chaim. He said, Shalom Aleichem. Chavetz Chaim said, Aleichem Shalom, how are you? He looks at the Chavetz Chaim he says, I have tithes on the Rebbe. I have complaints against you. So the Chaim says, you have complaints against me. Why do you complaints against me? He says, you came collecting for tzedakah. But you didn't take any money from me. All you took was a little amount. And now now I have nothing. I have no factory. They stole everything from me and now I have nothing. At least if I would have given you tzedakah, I would have had the mitzvah, I'll give you tzedakah, supporting your yeshiva. So Chavetzchein looked at him and said, Don't you remember how the conversation went? I went till I asked you for money. You told me no. I, I begged you, I pleaded with you, I explained to you the value of giving money now. And you said, no, Rabbi, you need money to make money. And I tried to explain to you how important it is to give staka. And you said, Rabbi, I'll tell you what, I'll put you in my will. And I tried to explain to you, no, you really should give money now. How can you have complaints against me now? And the person with tears in his eyes looked at the Chavetz Chaim and says, Rabbi, how could you take no for an answer? Why aren't you going to slurp the money out of me? You should have pulled the money out of me. How could you have left my house without taking money for stocking from me? And now I have nothing. And he broke down, and started to cry. And the truth is, hindsight is twenty twenty. Of course, when we look back, we think we should have given, we should have done, we should have, we should have. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but foresight is more valuable. You know, I don't know what's close, Shimon and Reuven call Yaakov the founders of Torah any time, what they had to begin such a tremendous organization, an organization that turned into the largest yeshiva in the world, the largest yeshiva in Jewish history. I don't know what tzchus they had. It's difficult to fathom the reward people are going to get for providing over 10 million hours of Torah this past year alone to over 1 million users. That comes out to over 27,000 hours a day. More than 27,000 hours a day. The rewards Shimon and Reuven Kliyakov are going to get are unbelievable. But that's taken already. However, all is not lost. Because we can still be mishtactiv. We can still participate in this tremendous yeshiva. Right now, we can go and we can participate in the growth and the expansion of Torah time. If we participate financially in Tor Anytime, then we become a partner with them. And that tremendous reward that they're going to get, we can participate in. Right now, Tor Anytime has a campaign, a matching campaign. They're looking to go and to upgrade their app. They're looking to completely revamp their website. And it's going to include many new features. They have the daily dose that goes out to over 40,000 subscribers. They have a newsletter that goes out to thousands and thousands of subscribers. Of course, everything costs money. Everything costs a lot of money. And your financial support will be doubled. You give a dollar? It'll be two dollars. You give 100 dollars, it'll be 200 dollars. You give a1,000 dollars, it'll be 2,000 dollars. Could you imagine, with your support, not only is your donation doubled, but with your support, they can go from providing this past year 10 million hours of terrorot learning to 20 million hours of terror learning this coming year? And if you participate financially, you as well will have that schos. You know, every once in a while, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us an amazing opportunity. And he puts it out there for us, for anyone to grab. Of course, along with that opportunity is the Yetzar. And as great as opportunity is, that's how great the Yetzar provides us with excuses. A whole running line of excuses that we can use of why we can't participate. And why we can't take advantage of this tremendous opportunity let's not later on, with a sigh of regret say, "Oh, I should have given money. I should have supported Torani time when I was still able to. Of course, hindsight is 2020, but let's lose use our foresight. let's take advantage right now of supporting Torani time and become a partner with the largest yeshiva in the world. thank you very much.